picture this. You're living at mom's, you make half a million dollars or just about, you move out, everybody in your family knows you're making a whole bunch of money, then all of a sudden you're back in mom's house. Do you know how freaking hard that was? Hey guys, how's it going? James Hughes here, co-host, producer of the Grinding for Greatness podcast. Super excited for the episode we have coming up. We have creative entrepreneur Adrian Moreno coming up. He's someone who's had to learn, shift, grow, and adapt as he's embarked on his entrepreneurial journey. Something I know we can all relate to as where we are right now may not have been where we started, may not be where we end up. He's someone who's had five years and a hundred pounds ago, his journey started leading to where he is now running his uh, business, multiple six-figure income. So he's at a point right now where he's he's had to grow. He's had to find multiple opportunities to be able to not only adapt to certain ideas that may have been working out at a time, but you hit a certain plateau and it's not quite working out. Well, that doesn't mean the journey stops. Sometimes mm. you got to find another opportunity. Adrian, how's it going? What's up, man? It's going, it's going really good. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate you for bringing me on, man. So Adrian, let's go ahead and take a step back. Let's go back to where you knew or you started to identify within yourself that that typical nine to five isn't what you wanted to do. And then let's talk about that journey of trying to figure out what to do next from there. For sure. For sure. So I can tell you, you did your research, which is awesome. Um, well, first off, it, it's not like I had that experience of like, I'm not meant for this nine to five. It kind of happened by accident. And what I mean by that is, um, well, when I say by accident, I mean, uh, you know, co the word coincidence comes from the word coincide, which means two points to meet in nature's planned trajectory. And so, you know, coincidence. Um, but I lost 91 pounds after, you know, experiencing this uh, high school heartbreak. Right. I went through one of those high school heartbreaks where your whole world comes crumbling down. And so I my grades plummeted, man. Um, you know, I was really motivated. I was training to become a fireman at the time. I was like pretty deep into this uh, fireman program that was going to put me in a pretty good position when I graduated to get into the fire department. Um, and, you know, I was just really happy, go lucky kid. And I went through this heartbreak. And that's whenever I was like, screw everything. My grades plummeted. Um, I stopped going to that, uh, you know, that fireman class kind of gave up on that dream. And then, you know, uh, to make things worse in a matter of four years, I gained 98 pounds to be exact. And that's a lot of weight to gain in four years. And um, mm -hmm. that's just kind of me sh uh, shoving all of my feelings away at the time, not really knowing how to deal with the thing, uh, the pain that I was going through. Yeah, it was a high school heartbreak, but it was a real heartbreak to me. Right. And so I went through a little emotional time at that point. And then one day, September 19, 2017, I actually, you know, I was just smoking weed on the couch one day and I called my friend Gilbert. I was like, yo, come smoke some weed with me. He was like, all right, cool. So he comes over to the house. He rings the doorbell. I go and I open the door. Now I don't have a shirt on. This is the important part. So I open the door and he goes, damn, Adrian, you got fat. And those would be the five words that changed my life. Because whenever he said that, I got angry. Not at him, not at him but at me. Because four years prior, I had a six pack. I was 98 pounds lighter. And I was like, Adrian, what happened to you? So I get extremely angry. And then at myself and so that day i basically make the decision all right i'm about to lose all of this weight just watch and so he leaves the house he doesn't really believe me that i'm gonna lose all this weight i 
I was a bit of a bodybuilder in high school. So I just kind of picked up a piece of pen and paper, wrote out the kind of workouts that I knew to do, wrote up my own workout program, got on YouTube, built some meal plans based off of what I learned on YouTube, ran to the grocery store, got everything. Fast forward nine months, I lose 91 pounds. Now, about 70 to 80 pounds in, the entrepreneur stuff happened. About 70 to 80 pounds in. So I lived at the house, at the time I lived at my mom's house and my mom had the neighborhood house, you know, where all the friends would come and hang out and stuff, right? So that was, that was like the neighborhood house. And I had about five or six friends that I'd probably chill with almost every single day. And whenever I started getting in shape and started working out, they had no choice but to get in shape and work out with me. I was like, if you're going to hang out with me, you're, I mean, you're not just going to sit around. And so, um, you know, I basically forced them all out of their laziness and start working out with me. And, um, you know, I, the way that it was is I had this big old whiteboard and it'd have station one, station two, station three, and I'd have written out the whole workout of the day. I was like, you're going to go here. Timer's going to go up. You're going to go here. You're going to go here. And I'm going to go here. So I kind of planned out this entire workout thing. And then one day as I was explaining the workout, my friend Aaron goes, Adrian, why don't you just get paid for this? And so I was, I was unemployed at the time. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? Actually, no, during my weight loss journey, I went and got a job at a dry cleaners. I was a manager at a dry cleaners. So I was a manager at a dry cleaners. And then he tells me this thing. And then all of a sudden I'm like, people pay for this stuff, right? I'm like, people will literally pay someone to do what I'm doing. Oh, I can be a personal trainer. So never did I see myself as an entrepreneur. I saw myself as a personal trainer. And so I started researching how to become a personal trainer. Like immediately, the moment this idea hit me, I got on Google, how to become a personal trainer. And I enrolled in my A certification program. And then as I was going through the program, I realized there's no law that says you need an actual license to be a personal trainer. And so I was like, okay, well, let me keep getting my certification just so I like, can understand a bit more of the stuff. But why do I have to wait to start getting clients? And so I reached out. Uh, I mean, I made a post on Facebook. I wasn't a marketer at all. I just said, hey, guys, uh, I'm personal training people. You know, everybody's been asking me how I lost all this weight. Now I'm going to show people how to. This is exactly how the post was. Everybody's been asking me how, about, how I lost all this weight. Now I'm going to show people how to do it. So if you want to work out with me, $20 a session, uh, leave a comment below and I'll send you a message. And first message, I had like 12 or 13 people a day started seeing me. And this started this, I was like running my own business, not even knowing it. To me, I was just a personal trainer. I did not have this identity of an entrepreneur. And I saw myself as a personal trainer, so I thought like one. And then, because you only think in alignment with the way you see yourself. And so I saw myself as that. I thought as that. My, my mind was limited to that. And then I started seeing a whole bunch of ads from this one guy named Sterling Griffin. All of his ads, hey, personal trainer, are you broke? Do you want to like make some real money? Do you want to get online and stop training people in person? Stop waking at 5 a.m. to people who no show. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, that's me. I see this ad maybe 30 times, man. After about 30 times, I'm like, all right, let me click this damn thing. I click it. I go through the page. I'm like, I see one testimony. So there's a boatload of testimonials. But one testimonial, this woman was crying. You can't fake that. So I, she was just like, my life has changed. I was like, oh, my God, this thing is real. So I booked my call, get on, and then I find out $10,000 to join. And I'm there like, I got like $2,000. I don't have 10. I was like, look, let's do this. I'll give you two right now. Give me 30 days. I'll come up with the rest. I put the 2000 down and keep it. And so I just bought my groceries. So thank God I had food for the week. But I went zero right after that. No credit cards, no nothing. I just put 200 in. 
And I started phoning all of my friends and all of my family. And I was like, hey, guys, so I already made it. I already said, yes, I'm doing this thing. It costs 10000 I need 8000 more. I promise I'm going to come back with a little bit of interest because I'm going to work this thing. Just like I need some help. Uh, maybe six or seven different friends and family members helped me out. And I was able to gain. I was able to um, uh, raise 8000 in a couple of days, paid the rest of that tuition and started learning how to close high ticket fitness on the phone. These are $1,500 sales. And mm. I was charging 20 bucks a session. So now I'm here, 1500 bucks for 12 weeks of coaching online. 26, so 27 sales calls, man. And I know it because I have it somewhere. I don't, I don't know where it's at, but I have it. Uh, a piece of paper where every single day I got a no, I marked uh, a, uh, a dash. I was like, <laughs> you know, no. Okay, God dang it. No, a tally, right? No, no, no. And I kept marking these because I was reading a book called Go for No at the time. And that book talked about if you want a yes, if you want more yeses, get more no's. Because the more no's you get, the more yeses you'll see on the other end. And so I was like, all right, I don't care. Another no, another no, another no, another no. But the once and then the one story, I went through enough no's to give up. But one of the stories that kept me going was that three feet from gold story. You know, the... Um, uh, for those who don't know, there is an uh, uncle and a nephew who go out. They're digging for gold back in the golden age, back then in like the 30s or whatever year this was. And they go back and they're searching for gold. They can't find it. They take their tools to a dump, leave them there. Some strangers walking by, see the tools and goes, I can go dig for gold with those tools. He goes, walks around in the field and notices, oh, look, somebody already dug here. Why don't I just keep digging in this spot? So he puts the tools down there within three feet. Think he strikes gold. And so in my mind, I was like, Adrian, three feet from gold, man. You are three feet from gold. And then my 28 sales call, somebody said yes. That was my first $1,500 sale. And then I went on to make 10000 10000 15000 20000 30000 And in my first 18 months, I did just under uh, just under 400000 in high-ticket fitness sales in 18 months. And then... You know, a lot happened after that, but that's mm -hmm. kind of the story that took me into how I got into entrepreneurship, which I think was the question you were asking. Yeah, perfect. And we have uh, about 400 talking points that I wrote down right there. That uh, oh, beautiful, like awesome man. to beautiful. go on to. I say the whole, I about to say, there's a whole like <laughs> second and third half to that story, but great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. This is perfect. That's a that's a really good stopping point. Um, like I said, that that three foot um, from gold. That's something that I know a lot of our audience, they're in that position right now and they feel like they're close to it. So we can go ahead and talk a lot about how you got there. And then, mm -hmm. so if someone may not be at that point yet, maybe they just picked those tools up and they're not quite ready to dig and they're looking for that spot to dig. We'll go ahead and start decompressing some of this right here. Yeah. So the first thing, a product of trauma, it sounds like a lot of this is, I don't care about the age. I don't care about any of that. The emotions that you feel when you feel them are real and they're going to generate real world actions and responses, right? So if you're going to make that, that monumental shift, you got to have a little bit more of a clear head with it. But at the same time, you were identifying in the spot you were in was not where you wanted to be. And so as you're going from there, things continue to grow, right? I'm not clinical whatsoever, but I've experienced depression and I know from your story, you've experienced it too. And the Absolutely. tricky thing with depression is when you're going through it, you feel like you're going in a flat line. You feel like everything's happening in a day to day because you're just being reactionary to this uh, stimuli around you. What you don't realize is you're actually going in a downward slope 
It's just, you're living so minute by minute to survive. You don't see how your trajectory downwards, the people around you can. So when your friend came and say, damn, you got fat, they knew where you were and they saw that whole slope down. You didn't realize how far down you were. It took four years to call me out, but it woke me up out of this four year slumber, you know? Exactly. And so you woke up and you had that motivation. So one thing that we've continued to hit with a lot of guests that come on this show is it's almost mind boggling how parallel this happens. If you have your physical self and you're taking care of that foundation, that is the structure that your career self and the entrepreneur can build upon and have structure to grow on. So another awesome coincidence that while you were focusing on yourself, your entrepreneurship started coming in. And then also that became part of the business itself. So uh, almost a forbidden example of how. And it's a great way to like lean on too, because like, you know, losing 91 pounds showed me that I was capable of doing great things. Mm -hmm. So when it came to getting in business and like, even because like I lost everything after I made that, well, we can, we can go into that. But after I lost everything, I was like, Adrian, you lost 91 pounds. Like you're the guy who does great shit. And it was that reminder of that physical journey that I was able to like channel and like, you know, so it gives you a good thing to like, you know, lean on, mm-hmm. I believe, um, because it's evidence of your ability to do great things and do hard things. And so you can borrow that whenever you need it. And that's one of the like ways I've used my story. And it's, it's just right outside of that realm of instant gratification, which I know we live in a society right now that eats that shit up, instant gratification yep. everywhere. That's what we need. Working on yourself, working on your body, that takes time, that takes commitment, that takes discipline, that takes everything it takes to run a successful business. So it's no coincidence. It's not irony that the two go hand in hand. It is one of the same. You are that temple as you create that temple of the business that you plan on selling and everything. Also, another huge talking point, you're a product of your friends. We cannot shove that down people's however you want to consume content enough that right that you are a product of your friends you're a product of that surrounding and you created that environment around you to help sustain that positive momentum and growth that you were going through too i know you mentioned a couple of times now you've had to lose a lot right well a lot of times you have to evaluate where you are to see where you're going a lot of those things can be holding you back a lot of people can be holding you back that doesn't necessarily mean you have to cut them out of your life altogether but the amount of influence you're allowing them to have on Although you, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I've yeah, cut yeah. off many of people. <laughs> yeah. By all means, very ca- like don't be afraid to get a little loose with those scissors. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, just don't just start cutting everybody. You know, some people exactly. can't stay. Um, you can't run away from your problems. So at some point you're gonna have to identify it in yourself first before you push it off onto everybody else. But thousand percent. You're a product of your friends. You created that that ecosystem around you to help that growth and to help grow. So as we continue to talk about opportunity and as we continue to talk about seeing the things that are there, because if you're not looking for the opportunity, it's still going to present itself. You're just not going to realize that it's something you can act on. But by having that, the gold is almost there. The gold is right there. You're, you're aware that the opportunity is there, right? So when that more or less fell in your lap, quote unquote, fell in your lap, it was like that that opportunity that was more or less waiting for itself to be dug up and to be found, right? So let's go ahead and pick up from there, all right? So you found the gold or you found the hole you wanted to be in to start digging for that gold. 
as you start hearing that clink clink and as things start to to build up your perspective we spoke with um a guest uh, or a guest um what We'll say two episodes ago, one episode ago. I have no idea. I don't know when people are going to listen to this. Some past episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they were talking about getting out of that employee box, right? So that employee box, you're constantly being told the employee mindset of everything's going to be provided for you. The boss has the answers. The boss has the structure. You don't have to have necessarily autonomy for yourself. You keep small picture mind, right? So now at this point, as you're starting to hear the clink clink, as you're hitting the gold, you're getting out of that box. You're on top of the box and you're starting to see a much bigger perspective of not only what work can be, but the network in which you can create and the growth that you can have. So what was the next step after you came out of those classes, after you somehow were able to get that 10,000 and be able to get that to go, what happened next for you? For sure. So right after I, um, like we can just kind of fast forward in terms of the moment I had my first, you know, sell, I went in that momentum of like the confidence of like, okay, I can sell. Um, suddenly, suddenly kind of like kicked in. And then I started seeing myself as an entrepreneur for the first time. I was like, oh, this is entrepreneurship. And with that mentality, I went on to, you know, grow very uh, quickly over 18 months. But I went through a interesting experience. And this experience was um, I made a deadly sin and I committed a deadly sin in, in business. And what that is was... From somebody who came from first, you know, just selling weed to like, then I was uh, making 10 bucks an hour out of dry cleaners. At that point, I'm making 10 bucks an hour. All of a sudden, I'm making 10 bucks an hour, but my business is starting to make 20, 30, $40,000 a, a month. So I quit my job. And then the moment I quit my job, my primary focus was making as much money as possible. And so I was like, okay, Adrian, I think when I saw 40 or 50 grand a month, I all of a sudden was like, dude, a hundred a month, you can do it. So that became my driving focus. Now, this is what I mean by committed to sin. And the deadly sin was I was focused on selling, but I wasn't really focused on delivering. I had one assistant coach under me and she had 83 clients to personally take care of. If you're a fitness coach, try to take care of 83 clients, your quality of delivery is going to be shit. And so my delivery started to fail. Uh, Clients started to drop off. Clients started talking to one another. And then more and more clients started dropping off. And then my reputation started to go to shit. And then prospects who were thinking about working with me then started hearing about all of my reviews. Oh my God, agent just rips people off. He charges thousands of dollars, but doesn't do anything. And then before I knew it, I lost everything. Like I found myself starting to, my I wasn't getting clients for months on end. And then... Another interesting thing that happened during that time, I was going, so a part that I skipped over was while I was a fitness coach, I was noticing a lot of people weren't doing what they paid me to do. Like they would pay me, I'd build out this workout program, but they wouldn't do anything. And so at the time, instead of getting angry, I get upset and I start studying the mind and understanding how the brain works. And so at the point, I started studying hypnosis and I wanted to learn how to master hypnosis because I figured if I can hypnotize this weight out of my clients, I can help them lose the person that gained the weight and they'll never have to worry about gaining the weight back. And so I was studying to become a hypnotist at this time while I was being super money hungry. My business started to go to shit. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I can start over anew. 
by just going all in on this hypnosis stuff, right? I was like, let me just go all in on this thing that I know that, by the way, I know I got good at it because I was using some clients and some friends as like guinea pigs. And like my first session, this guy wanted to stop drinking alcohol. It was gone. Next session, this guy wanted to get over social, like uh, social anxiety, gone. And so my confidence that I was good with this thing was heavy. And so um, I start thinking, well, if I want to grow this hypnosis business, let me just do everything I did to grow my fitness business. And what that was was simple. Send 50 friend requests a day. DM all those 50 people. Send offers to your to your friends list every day. Make posts every day making offers and, you know, be in your stories making offers. In other words, hustle this organic social media game. That's what that's what I did for my fitness business. So I thought, oh, yeah. And, then, you know, like you drive them from a messenger to a phone conversation where you close them on the phone. And so I was like, all right, well, let me do the same thing. But I don't know what it was, man. Shit was not working. I went another six months without getting a client. Remember, I, I made a bunch of money, so I saved a bunch of money. But all of my money was going away and my mm. bills were piling up. And I was like, holy crap, I'm about to lose like literally everything I have. And then boom, had to go back to mama's house. And so here I am at mom's house. Now, this is where like the, the lowest of the low part is where everything really started to change for the better. So remember the lowest of the low. This is where like I had to go back to mom's house. Look, let me like I want people to put themselves in this situation. Put them picture this. You're living at mom's. You make half a million dollars or just about. You move out. Everybody in your family knows you're making a whole bunch of money. And then all of a sudden, you're back in mom's house. Do you know how freaking hard that was? Like, my family was talking crap. I remember one time I walked in the house and the neighbor said, oh, you're back? And I forgot what I said. And then he goes, oh, no wonder you're back or something. Like, it just, it, it pissed me off. And I was like, here I am, back in my mom's house but I got to figure this thing out because I refuse to go back to work. In other words, I refuse to go back to a job because I'm an entrepreneur now. And when you fully identify as an entrepreneur, it is painful to go work for somebody. And so I was like, look, I can't go do this thing. I'm going to figure this out. Nothing's working still. I'm just like hoping shit works. And one day, one of my hypnosis clients, I managed to get a couple here and there, but it was like three grand a month. It wasn't nothing, man. But this one client, I mean, I this one client, I changed her life. And she was like, Adrian, this was, this was amazing. Can you come do a talk for my students, for my clients? I was like, yeah, I can go do a talk for your clients. So I go on a Zoom call, a group Zoom call. Only nine of them show up. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to do the thing. I do my talk. I do this group hypnosis thing with them. And then after I do this group hypnosis thing, um, I get off the call. And as I'm walking downstairs, two steps from the bottom, my right leg, I feel the vibration. I know it's my phone. I reach in there and there's a message from one of the clients saying, hey, I was just on that call. Do you have any room for new clients? I'm like, I, I'm desperately needing clients. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Fill out this application, whatever. And I shit you not, two or three minutes later, another message comes in. Hey, I was just on the call. That was amazing. Is there any way I can work with you? Oh my God, yes, sent them an application. They both booked, they both jump on a phone call, separate times, of course, but I closed them both within like 15 minutes each, $5,000 sales. So it's, and it, they paid in full. So I made 10 grand in one day. And then following the next day, this is where like, so this is the interesting part. Following the next day, another person hit me up and they said, Adrian, I didn't watch the live, but I just saw the replay of the last of the call. 
And I have something coming up I think you can help me with. I'm like, cool, get them on the call. He closed at a 5K pay in full. So all of a sudden, I made $15,000 in a couple of days. And not just I contracted $15,000, like I collected $15,000. And I was like, all right, there's a powerful skill that I believe every entrepreneur should have. And that skill is the ability to pause and reflect on what is or what not is what is not working. And so what I did was I paused and I was like, all right, what the hell just happened? Because number one, I don't know if you know anything about hypnosis, but if you want to, if you want to hire a hypnotist for three sessions, you're looking at about three to 500 on the high end. I charged 5,000 for three sessions. These people paid me not a bat. I mean, they didn't bat a single eye at my price. They just paid me. That was the first thing. The second thing was they paid in full, right? The third thing was there was no need. They had there was no need to convince them I was the guy. They just said, "Hey, I want to work with you." And yeah, let's work together. And that is when the epiphany hit me. And this is the the epiphany that saved my business, which is why now I make over a thousand dollars a day, pretty passively. And that epiphany was the best way to market is instead of marketing directly to your your direct prospects. Just market to the people and the organizations that have your prospects and get endorsed by them. And then you'll never have to worry about clients again. So now I'm like, okay, I need to get on more masterminds. And then as I'm looking to get on more masterminds, all of a sudden an idea hits me. Why don't you just get booked on podcast? Because podcasts are like masterminds. They have a leader, the host, and they have an engaged uh, following, the listeners. If you got on podcasts, and you got a chance to jam for a whole 30 minutes to an hour. And then they promoted you after the fact. You will never have to worry about clients again. So in 2022, I pitched 121 shows. I got booked on 52 of them. And I generated $220,000 in high ticket sales and saved my hypnotherapy business since. Now I make about $1,000 a day selling courses on how to do exactly that. And so I was able to turn my business around at that point. And now that's basically where I'm at today is now I'm literally just helping people do the same stuff. Like, hey, get booked on podcasts, grow your business because of it. Um, but that's basically the story. That's like the second half of that story. And like how I was able to dig myself out of that, you know, losing $400,000. It sounds like um, you were digging for the gold, got really close to it. Then the bulldozer I thought came I had some gold, like, right? I had some fake gold. I was like, oh shit, I got it. And then I lost it. And I yeah, not only lost it, but they buried you in the hole too. They just went ahead and just like put all the extra <laughs> dirt right on over top of it. Um, That's a good point, yeah. But what's amazing though is you lived worst case scenario for every entrepreneur, right? You're They're afraid of losing their business. We're afraid of failing because of everything pride-wise or anything that could imply and everything that goes in with that, right? We're afraid of what the family's going to think. We're afraid of what the town's going to think. Our peers, all of this, right? You've been there. You did that. You lived it. You went back and worked for someone else. That's the other big fear, right? Is you had to go ahead and swallow your own pride and go back to what the life you were trying to leave to begin with. And you still thrived. So even with all that dirt that came over top of you, you kept digging and you still found the gold and you created a tunnel out from that to come back out of, which is something that, if anything, that should be more, if anything, more fuel to your fire, to anyone listening, to take that full confidence in yourself, right? Because what's the worst case that's going to happen? You got to try again. 
I mean, I know it's a little bit harder when you have a family involved, you have other avenues there. You got to be maybe a little more calculated with those decisions. But if this is something you believe in, something you have that faith in, you shouldn't let a little fear of worst case scenario hold you back like that when worst well, case scenario is something too. you can still thrive from. Well, people also don't understand that the worst case scenario is actually not the worst. Mm. And so what I, and this is something I've always done now is because if I think back on my story, I'm like, okay, if I lost it all again, can I bear with the reality of living with my mom again? Like, would I be able to still live? Sure. Yeah, so if problem. you can live with the worst case scenario, then do it. Exactly. Trust me, at the end of your life, you're going to be pissed that you did it. And it's one of those things too. It's another message that we continuously hit on that you have that opportunity or maybe you're in that, 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 that outward motion or whatever, and it doesn't work and you have to hit that quote unquote worst case scenario. It's only a failure. If you accept it as a failure, you on that bottom living, you know, back with your mom, having all the family and having all the judgment, everything that came on with that, that would have been very easy just to succumb to that. And falling right back into what started this entire journey, right? The same feelings yep. and everything from there. Exactly. But you were able to turn that into a positive and create it into something bigger than you, the journey ever even started at when you thought you were at the top. It just yeah. got even taller from there. So. Exactly. It's like that. It's like that also that no choice mentality. Like I, like my mom was like, Adrian, just go get a job till you get back on your feet. But it was like a full refusal of like, 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 you know, like, excuse my language, but like, fuck no. You know, it was like a full refusal of like, no, I am not going to go back there. Like, I will die trying to figure this thing out. It sounds dramatic, but I I do believe that the, that the entrepreneurs that are built for entrepreneurship that, you know, that actually taste whatever success is to them are the ones that have that kind of mentality. And, you know, and so when you have no choice, you tend to figure it out. You know, like no matter what, if you have zero choice, but you have, I mean, if you have zero choice, if you give yourself no choice, you will figure it out. You kind of have to. Um, and so that's another thing to like, you know, keep in mind is like, are you giving yourself an out? Because if I had a back door, oh, you know what? Yeah, I can go back to doing this and doing that. Then I would have went out a lot, you know, when it was hard. But when you have no choice, when it's hard, it kind of turns, it kind of gets fun too. Because at that point, I'm like, yeah, this is shameful, but I'm like, shit now i get the opportunity to like start another business with all the skills and lessons that i've learned from that other business now here's this game of rebuilding myself back up you know and it's kind of fun when you look at it that way at that point you're diversifying you're you're operating you're essentially creating more boxes around you of those employee boxes and so you're able to diversify your big picture and able to give more opportunity to those people who maybe don't have the entrepreneurial spirit but do want to be a part of something different Mm -hmm. opening up those doors for other people. Adrian, for the audience, if they want to either follow you, find you, get a hold of you, where's the best place to make that happen? For sure. So, you know, um, if you really just want to, yeah, if you want to get into my world, what I actually do is I run a, a free newsletter. It's a, called the No Capital Big Business Newsletter. And basically every two weeks, what I do is I send out marketing ideas that require zero capital. And so it's a bunch of ideas that, hey, you can do this to grow your business, whatever industry you're in. Um, and it doesn't require any capital up front. Um, that newsletter has helped you know, dozens of people start companies, uh, save companies, um, because I give it all away for free. So if you want to like get on to, if you want to be in my world, join my newsletter, just go to adrianmoreno.com. 
co first and last name dot co they sign up for free and every two weeks i'll be in their inbox i'm um, giving them some uh you know marketing ideas that they probably wouldn't have heard of in their last ten thousand dollar mastermind or something so yeah that's that'll be the best place all right perfect we certainly appreciate you coming on the show Guys, always look forward to these episodes we have coming out. We'll have John coming back on the show pretty soon. He's out in the field taking care of business. You know how he does. Until next time, guys, have a good one.